Hello everybody and welcome to episode 12 of the Fetch Everyone podcast. We're available on iTunes and Spotify and other places. FetchEveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers and everyone, including you Katie. <laughs> Some websites put their best features behind a paywall. We don't do any of that business. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and visit FetchEveryone.com forward slash podcast to leave your output. Draw us a picture. Hello, Katie. You're right. Well, thank you for asking, Ian. I am here, and I am okay. A little bit pinker than than oh, last time. Am I? Am I actually? Uh, maybe a little bit. What about uh, me? You're pale red. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. The reason being, the reason being that we're slightly pink and slightly red is that we marshalled at Oakley Twenty yesterday, and it was a glorious day. Maybe a bit too glorious for the runners. It was. It was quite warm. Um, but we had a brilliant time. So the Oakley 20 is my um, club's 20-mile uh, run. Nice nice training run for spring marathons. Not just the marathon, other marathons also. Um, and we had a great time doing that, didn't we? And we saw lots and lots and lots of veggies. Yeah, we we danced quite a bit. We had my little speaker. We and, had um, we went speaker. We were down by the little one-man bridges, um, which is a bit of a challenge for marshalling because... What do you mean by one-man bridges? One-person bridges, I'm sorry. No, what do you mean what? by one-person bridges? <laughs> one, I'm not worried about the gender one stuff. One-person transporty over rivery thing. Yes. <laughs> he means that you can only get one car over at a time in, yeah. in each direction. It's common parlance, I think. Is it? one-man bridges. Is it? I think so, yeah. Okay, fetch let us know about that because yeah. I'm not at all convinced. Pick me up on it. But anyway, um, we <laughs> had some lovely time seeing lots and lots of people, lots and lots of runners who did a really good job yesterday. I'm going to mention names now, but I'm really sorry if we've missed you. Big shout out to Elsie too, who um, came with her, her young lad, and delivered us not just chocolate croissants, but hot chocolate croissants, which was absolutely amazing. So yeah. she she lives in Oakley. And um, and she bonded over to find us and give us food. I think it was the only time during the entire marshalling point that I was quiet. The rest of the time I was yelling, apart from when I had a mouthful of pastry. <laughs> yes. But other fetchies that we saw um, running the event and doing a really good job, we saw Doc Moy, we saw Stiggers, Rich HL, Running Beer, This Runner Loves Purple, Pod, Lycra Hurricane, TT, who is also Titanium Tony at times. Ooh. And we also saw Farley. So lots of fetchies. And if we've missed anyone, there was an unknown fetchy who knew us and we didn't know him. So if that was you and you're listening, please do go on to fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast and let us know it was you. Yeah, we I got sort of way more sort of nods and smiles than the list that we've read out. But it yes. could have been just because I was acting like a Muppet on the side of the road. Yeah, he really um. was. <laughs> but it was good fun and we had a great time and we were out for about four and a half hours and it was just it was just yeah. marvellous as usual. There was only one kind of issue when there was a Sainsbury's lorry coming one way and someone in a sporty looking car going the other way and they, they met on the middle of the bridge and neither of them were going to back down. So and then a crowd of bikers turned up behind them and it was all yes. like, looking like it was gonna kick off and then it was all lovely again. And as marshals, you're not allowed to direct traffic and uh, you, you, you sort of have to just smile and chat to them really and try and help hope that they'll sort it out themselves. So there was quite a long time where the, the van and the car were just sort of sitting looking at each other. And I think eventually one of, one of the other marshals on the other side of the bridge kind of, sort of gently said to one of them, do you, think, do you think there's a, there's a way that we could resolve this? <laughs> and the car reversed back over the bridge and the bikers got out of the way of the car and everything was fine. Yeah, and we're, we're pen pals now, <laughs> me and the bikers. No, that didn't happen. 
Um, we've had a good week apart from that. Yes, we? very good week of training. Yeah. Quite intense, actually. Yeah, we um, went to an inaugural park run on Saturday, but we'll mention that a bit later on. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a hill session. We did. Um, it's a, a sort of a, a bridge over a, a bypass, so it's about 30 feet climb. And so running up and over and down the other side, six reps of that, quite nasty by the end. So it's about 1.8 miles of effort um, with like a one minute break in between each effort. I was swearing like a wounded piratey by the time I finished that. Well, yes, I didn't get to witness the, the wounded pirate um, because I actually persuaded one of my um, running pals to come come out and try a hill session. And uh, she hasn't done anything like it for quite some time. And I was uh, at the end of a reasonably hard training week for me in terms of swimming, actually. So we just did two reps of the up and over just to introduce her to it. Um, And then we had a nice little trot back and had a coffee together whilst Ian did his swearing. We did a seven mile long run on Tuesday. And um, so this is a cutback week in terms of a, a running week for me, really. And uh, that went really well, didn't it, the seven miles? Yeah. Sort of trotted it out, really. Pretty comfortable. We ran out to Great Denham, so we went somewhere a little bit different. We've been going the other direction, so Great Denham was nice. We ran um, up past the the, the sort of world's end part of Great Denham route, if anyone knows Great Denham Park Run. That was really nice. Um, But as I said, I had a big swimming week this week, so... um, Sorry, last week. I did 5.8k in total over the week. And that was split up into a 1k swim on Monday. And that's my kind of switch my brain off. Don't think too much about anything apart from occasionally kind of thinking about one part of my technique. So I don't do any drills. I don't do anything specific. I don't do any speed. I don't time myself, blah, blah, blah. None of that. I just get in the pool. I swim a kilometre. And every so often I think, well, what's your catch doing? Or what's your rotation doing? Or what are your feet doing? And it's quite relaxing because because a lot of swim sessions are a little bit more concentrated than that. On Wednesday, I did a real toughie, 2.7k, um, with lots of efforts in it. Um, and the instruction was to go for um, the pace that I could maintain throughout the efforts. So yeah, so it's a little bit tough. So you're probably looking at, I guess, about 70-80% effort there, but trying to maintain it throughout. Um, and then club session on Saturday, which was really good session doing CSS stuff with our beepers. And I got some really excellent feedback from one of the coaches about my kicking. And when I say excellent, I don't mean my kicking is excellent. <laughs> my kicking was actually not right. Uh, kicking too much from the knee and I was I was getting tired I was getting a bit scissory on the legs so I had some really good useful constructive feedback so I was really happy with that because I can take a, take that away and go and try and do something about it and you've spotted a swim that you'd like to do I not, have if not this year yeah soon, it, but it, next year it won't happen this year because it's um it's the week after the Bantham swoosh. It's um it, you actually swim from Switzerland to France, so Lausanne to Evian, cross Lake Geneva, and I know Lake Geneva is really beautiful water to swim in. It's thirteen kilometres, which is about eight miles, I think. There's a cutoff of seven hours, which I've literally just got my calculator out and worked out that it's going to be a fifty-two minute mile to keep within that cutoff. Oh, so sounds reasonable. Doable, enough. yeah. Doable. You stop and have a haircut. Yes. <laughs> what are you saying about my hair? Absolutely nothing. No. I'm okay. just saying you've got plenty of time, that's all. Cool. Well, maybe, I don't know. It's quite, it's quite a long way, isn't it? It is quite a long way. Yeah. But that obviously would be quite a big trip, and maybe we need to look and see if there's anything else of interest for Ian over there on that particular weekend or week yeah. or I anyway. Think 
is it like about 190 miles to run around it? So it might take you quite a long time. Yeah. So, like in normal circumstances, I might say, like, you know, I'll run around the other side and see you there. But it might not happen, really, if I've got to run no. half of 190 miles. But we could look at kayaking options, couldn't we? And yeah. and how, how you could get onto the support crew or something like that. We've had a few nice comments from users from last week's podcast. How Far said, Monday afternoons remind me of Wednesdays when I was little. My granny would buy me the Beano every week, wrap it up in brown postage paper and send it to me. I couldn't wait to get home from school to see if the brown paper package was there. The little red notifications tab at the top of the page is my new brown paper package. Thanks for answering my hill rope question and congratulations on a Welsh Grand Slam. Oh, what another another lovely opportunity to mention that. And my nan used to buy me the Beano as well. I think I used to get it on a Thursday. And um, yeah, there was always a bit of uh, sweets to go with it as well. So that was nice. So it was also suggested that people explain their fetch names. And we had a, a thread created by Happy G. Um, so I picked out two, which had a couple of things in it that I thought were interesting. So Velociraptor. Back in 2001, uh, she'd found the Runner's World US site and she wasn't going to let anyone on there have any reason to suspect that she wasn't a bloke and to talk down to her, which is really kind of sad that that was, that was the case, but probably, probably was, sadly, and maybe could still be. Anyway, mm. whole other discussion there. Um, but at the time, um, Valerian Plastic, which is another name that I'd love to, to hear about, um, who was seven, was into dinosaurs. And so that's why she went for a Velociraptor. And a year or two earlier, she may well have been Boko the Diesel. The Diesel. <laughs> Maybe it is the Diesel. I was just assuming Boko was one of the Thomas the Tank Engine. No, it sounds more like one of those kind of Skylanders names where they've sort of ah. portmanteaued two words. More explanation needed yeah. there. But there are quite a few dinosaurs. There was Falcarius. I've always pronounced it Falcarius. And when we were up in Glasgow as well, um, I've, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong again, but <laughs> I'm almost certain you pronounced that wrong. Yeah, it sounded so easy to pronounce when he said it, but mm. yeah, so there's quite a few dinosaur-inspired names. Yeah, and so. if anyone else is w- wondering how you pronounce Vorjak, which is spelt with a D, it's Vorjak. Yeah. Because I've had that from, from Vorjak himself has told me that. And now we're on to Dio. And this is tricky for me because I've always said Dio um, and it's Dio. So Diogenes. I'm going to read out his explanation. Diogenes was my name on that other place for a couple of reasons. Firstly, it was ironic. Diogenes of Sinope or Sinope was known for his stoicism, self-denial and rejection of the finer things in life, whereas I am not. Secondly, it was a pun because when I began running, I was worried about my dodgy knees. I think that's brilliant. I love that bit. Never even thought of that, but yeah, perfect. It turned out that they were the least of my worries. Generally, I seem to be known as Dio, which I pronounced to rhyme with Neo. There you go. That's the, that was the stunner for me. It makes a change from Steve, he says. I um, really didn't realise the, the pun aspect of it, but now you said it, I can't not see that anymore. Yes. But, um, yeah. And there are other ancient Greece-inspired um, names. There's a Seneca as well. That's one of the the Couch to 5K ladies from um, my son's primary school. And I picked one out from someone called Shoddy, and they say, my username relates to my childhood nickname and reflects my philosophy of, of life, as I've been modelling fallibility since 1968 through chronic underachievement and numerous dubious indulgences. These do not quite qualify as addictions because I couldn't put enough effort into them, just like my running. 
I just love the very humorous self-deprecation there. That's that's top quality, um, and uh, you sound like a good person. So thank you for that. Um, we also had another one from Pedro Skulls, who finally laid the debate to rest about how to pronounce his name, and here he is explaining where it comes from. Fit like veggies, it's Pedro Skulls here. There's been a lot of interest lately in how you say my name and where it come from. It's back in the 90s, I was working in a lab where we shared with a team who tested scallops for various shellfish poisons. These apparently can be treated by holding them in tanks with UV lights and good filtration. One of the guys from that team had a plan to develop a system to do this and sell it to the shellfish farmers on the west coast of Scotland. We joined forces to do this but spent far too much time in the pub boozing and someone else beat us to it. So we never made any money out of it. As part of the business I set up an email but as we didn't have a company name I simply used my nickname Pedro, my real name is Peter, and added Scals from Scallops to tie it together. Even though we never got it off the ground and I ended up going bankrupt, I've just kept the name as no one else has a name similar, which is handy for sign-ups to emails and forums, etc. That's awesome. It's lovely to hear another Scottish voice on the podcast. We're loving the way you, you mentioned the, the bankruptcy right at the end and, and really took it in your stride. Yeah. Just, so, that was just one of the other yeah, bits of it. That just happened. That yeah, just so, happened. Yeah. But Pedro Scales, love that. So to do with Scallop. Yes, did not see nope. that coming whatsoever. Did not see that. A couple of site features to mention. The route matching thing is finished. Now, if you read my blog, then you probably know all this already. When you look at your training entries, if it's a run that you've run before or if it's a run that somebody else has run, then you should see some little green buttons turning up on your individual training entries that allow you to see how you fared, like, you know, is it your fastest run on this route or whatever. Um, we used it at Parkrun on Saturday to see whether anybody else had run the route before, um, and it gave me a few uh, few times to aim at. So go and check that out. And the other thing I've been tidying up is um, conquer size, just to make it work a little bit better on mobile and again on saturday we picked up a, another couple of zones that i'd not visited before thanks to the park run so mm-hmm. um, that was good so conquer size is one of our games it's all about exploring different parts of the world you get to name zones if you are the first to visit them or if you have the most visits to a zone it's just a bit of fun to encourage you to spread your wings a little bit does nana jill still own the town center she does Right, she does, okay. but I'm I'm hot on her heels. I'm deliberately changing my roots a little bit to try and... Uh... So Nana Jill is one of the ladies that I run with, and um, she has been really pleased with the fact that she's been keeping hold of the town centre in Bedford. And uh, But yeah, Ian, I think, might be trying to work his way back in there. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll try and uh, steal that from her and, and name it something inflammatory. So I've been having a little bit of a look again at blogs and where my interest is this week. And I, I'm really excited to see that the tyre lady or run free. So she's known as run free on Fetch Everyone, but she's also known as the tyre lady. And uh, some of you may well be aware that she's really passionate about reducing waste, reducing plastic, and she is doing um, something off her own back at the moment. She is planning a cycle to Trieste in Italy and back. What she's aiming at is to have um, low carbon and zero waste. So it's really interesting. Go and have a look at her blogs. She often um, blogs, does a short blog on Fetch and then links it through to her own website. Yeah, we're also chatting to her about how we can 
maybe encourage the events that list on Fetch to put up some kind of measure of how green friendly they are. So watch out for that in in the next little while. And I've picked out a thread for this week and it's hard to pick anything other than the politics thread given the sort of tumultuous... Is the right word? I think probably that's a pretty good word. Yeah, yeah, there's probably... Confused. Angsty, there's probably... Worrying. There's a whole load of words you can use. Some of them are not really sort of safe for viewing before the watershed. Don't view my words. (laughs) No viewing. That's that's something that happens when you talk to people about the podcast is they say stuff like, yeah, I saw the recent episode and yeah, I've been watching them. And you think, no, you you really haven't. (laughs) Maybe they have. Maybe they're perched like over there on that roof with binoculars. Record the podcast. Yeah, Yeah. that's possible. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, I'll keep a look out. Mm. Yes, the thread I wanted to mention was the politics thread. Brexit, Trump, everything really that makes you just go, oof, it's all there. And uh, there's a nice sort of rounded set of opinions from various sides of things. Um, I'm supposed to be totally impartial. Oof. Just go with oof. I, I don't go to the politics thread very much, but I would agree that there are there are views on both sides, and and generally, you know, the the discussion is it's calm, isn't it? It's not. There's a limited, very limited amount of trolling that goes on there, and um, mm. in general, it's it's good to be able to discuss it with rational people i think so that's nice and it's one that i follow quite often so to come back then to our park run on the weekend we turned up at an inaugural shh but it's okay we checked with the we checked event with, director. we checked with with the, the event director who um i swim with on a saturday morning and i said look if you don't want us to come we won't come and she was like oh no we're all chilled about it so we went along so it's the very snappily titled millennium country park run forest of marston vale so i think that possibly is the longest park run name i can't think of any longer ones i haven't checked yet whether it's going to break my um my race database because i think it's probably like a maximum number of characters that you can fit in the in the title so yeah i'll have to check back on that one i think there was a quite a lot of uh chat about what the name was going to be and things had to be included yeah, I guess there's yeah. kind of either sponsorship or some permission to use the land that the forest centre. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. But yeah. in it ultimately, it's Marstonville Park Run, um, and it goes around a, a lovely lake, which I didn't remember seeing very much of because I was kind of like focused on on trying to put the effort in on Saturday. Well, I think with the with the route, you go out and back along one side of the lake and you you, there's a turning point you turn back and literally retrace your steps and I think what I noticed and I wasn't really hammering it on on Saturday was that I didn't see so much of the lake on the way out but after the turning point the views that you get through that angle you get much more of a view of the lake on the way back so it was really nice nice route you got a different view there and back yeah I was struggling with the sort of the blood pumping in my ears and sort of (laughs) tunnel vision of of trying to get to the finish So I was pretty pleased I managed to get 22.32, which I think is probably about my fastest time in about 18 months. I did find the course was probably about 50 yards short of where where I was expecting the finish to be. Probably add another 10 or 15 seconds onto that, I guess. But even so, it's still an improvement on, on this year's best. So I'm pretty pleased about how that was going. And I found it a little bit stony underfoot as well because um, I was wearing my very thin Go Faster road shoes and I think next time I'd, I'd wear something with a bit more cushioning because mm. I felt like my ankles were getting a bit of a battering from the... Yeah, there was definitely a little bit of camber, a bit of stoniness, enough uh, little ups and downs and things just to make it interesting. Um, and certainly from the point of view of someone who wasn't trying particularly hard, but then 
as usual, ramped it up towards the last mile. Um, I found it a, a really lovely route, but I wonder whether I would find it a, quite a lot tougher if I was going all out from the beginning. It was nice. I don't think we've we've got an out and back um, locally, so it no. was nice to be able to see all the people. I was definitely looking out for everybody who I knew was going to be there. Yeah. Um, we met another fetchy called Kevchenko. Hello, Hi. Kev, if you're listening. Well done, Extra City. I was following the scores. So yeah, it was nice to nice to meet him before the race. He looks very much like his avatar, a grinny man, basically. Um, yeah, so, he's a yeah. really nice guy and he gave me a high five. And because of that out and back, we you can high five people and, and just generally wave or say well done. Or And I really enjoyed it from that point of view. So we'll definitely be back there. We thought that we'd, we've had quite a few contributions from Fetchies who have gone to various park runs. So we thought we'd collect them all together this week. First up is Sai, who's who's on the case for his 5k time. So here he is. Hi, Fetchies. It's Sai. It's uh, 20 past eight on Saturday morning. Another Saturday, another park run. I uh, I did do a recording for uh, for last week's um, where I ran time. I was really happy with at Wolverhampton, but then unfortunately got got denied by the results. This week I've come to Warsaw. Um, I've I've run here about three or four times before. Can't remember exactly how often can't remember my best time here but uh, I'm, I'm going to try and go for sub 28 this morning so uh, fingers crossed and I'll report back in a bit. Well what can I say so last week I ran Wolverhampton Park Run in a time of 28.07 and unfortunately due to mix up with the uh, finish tokens I was given a time of 28.41 so I was determined this week to try and break sub 28 and I've just run Walsall Park Run in 26.56 in position number 175. I'll hold back my enthusiasm till I get the official time. The text came through just after 11 o'clock this morning. It's official. We're at a time of 26.56 at Warsaw. So absolutely over the moon with that. Thrilled it came through exactly as I recorded it. I shall, uh, I shall go and celebrate now with a cup of tea. And then from tomorrow I shall start planning on how I can improve on it another time. Speak soon, folks. Thanks, Sai. Uh, I think I remember those days uh, when, you know, you do a time at Parkrun and then be eagerly awaiting to see whether the time that you get through on your, your text or email matches what you had on your watch. And now we have a piece from Goofy. And just uh, just watch the, the casual name dropping that goes on in here. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a really lovely piece. Hi, Fetchies. This is Goofy. Just reporting in from a bit of a Parkrun frenzy at the moment. I'm off shortly to run my 250th park run at California Country Park Run, which is a new event. It's um, event number two for them, and I need a two for my Wilson Index, for some reason I'm not really sure about. Last night I was at a park run HQ on tour event with representatives of many of the local park run core teams. Um, I had a brief chat there with Chunky Wizard, who was also running his 250th today. Chunky Wizard isn't Chunky. I'm not sure whether he's a wizard... He doesn't wear the costume, but I don't think they always do. Anyway, I'll report in as the day progresses. Well, that's my part run number 250 um, out of the way. Uh, strangely, it turned out it was Professor Disco Dean's 250th as well. He's a fetchy, but not a very regular one. And by coincidence, we did our 100th uh, Matt Redding on the same day. We hadn't planned uh, or coordinated the 250th, just happened that way. Um, other fetches uh, there today were Groundhog, Sea Star, RRR Kaz, Pink Tink, RRR, um, Pete B69, I think he is. Uh, next on the agenda is a Freedom Run at my home, um, Part Run Prospect, along with the HQ team. 
That's the Freedom Run completed now. I had a stroll around the park, used some fallen branches and so on to set up uh, wild course markings. We had about 25 people turn up, including the Sinatin Hewitts, uh, Jazz and Helen from Par and HQ, and David Moorcroft. After that, we went up to the Mansion House, uh, where we played a game called Timeline. I always thought it was my destiny to end up on the day I ran my 250th part run playing a historically based card game with a former 5k world record holder and so it turned out ah thanks goofy my favorite bit about that was um when you mentioned chunky wizard and and you said that i don't think he's a wizard he doesn't wear the costume but then they don't always do they and also not chunky yes i'm not chunky yeah well i knew that i knew that part but yeah another self-deprecating nickname there finally we have a, a little a foursome in a, in a in a car somewhere in a car park in in Norfolk. Over to the Boston Massive. Hello, Fetches. We're here at Boston Park Run. We've got Jovial Gnome, Fenland Flyer, Minardi, and Bobby Boy. We've just finished Park Run at Boston. A windy, blustery old day, but Fenland Flyer's got me off to a super PB, I think. And I think I might just have got a PB. That's Jovial Gnome. And I finished. Yay! <laughs> That's all I, you can ask for. I came in just slightly early, but we got there. We got there. So we're here really to talk about two or three things. Boston Marathon coming up. Big Fetch Fest, April the 14th. If you've not signed up, there's a marathon. There's a half marathon. There's a Fetch Point with Fruit and Ian and Katie and the Fetch Mum and Dad. Oh, sorry, Mam and Dad, I think he likes to call them. So, I didn't and there's hear other... mentioned chocolate there, did uh, is there going to be chocolate? I would hope so. Hopefully, I would hope that hope there's going to be bubbles, because I know that there's always bubbles at London Fetch Point, which we will also be doing this year. Well, I will be anyway. And if you want a PB, it's the flattest marathon in the land. Yes. Apparently so. Yeah. There's also a fun 5K, I believe, as well. Oh, there is a fun 5K. So we've just completed Boston Park Run, one of the fabbest and friendliest park runs in the land. And for the fetchies. For the fetchies, you come do that on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Come up for the weekend, do yeah. the park run on Saturday. And whatever you don't, d- whatever happens, don't climb the stump the day before the marathon. Oh, I know. The biggest... oh, wait until the day after. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Good luck. It? It's the tallest, the biggest parish church in the land. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's 200 and something steps and you can see that have you ever done it the Doms is wonderful so come along and have fun in Boston yay we look forward to welcoming you best fetch party in the world absolutely take care folks bye bye for now bye thanks you lot I hope you all got home safe and that's a real great reminder about um, Boston Marathon Um, yeah me and mum and dad thank you for pronouncing that right they'll be very pleased We'll be there with Katie and the boy and whoever else is going to be joining us. We're at a fetch point handing out fruit at roundabout mile 20. I don't think there is a roundabout at mile 20. <laughs> we are at a roundabout mile 20. We hear there's a bit of an after party at Minardi's house. Oh, yes. Um, and we will endeavour to um, meet all requests for champagne and chocolate or whatever <laughs> it was. Or maybe Prosecco or maybe like some... Uh, <laughs> Some council lemonade or something we'll like that. We'll get the soda stream out. How's that? <laughs> so, yeah, thanks, guys. And um, keep the contributions coming, everybody. I've also managed to find a way that we can talk about rugby for at least another couple of weeks. Last week, I mentioned the do a new thing for spring 
thread. So I thought I'd have a go myself. So what I've done is I've contacted my local touch rugby group and asked whether or not I can go along. So I'm planning to do that at the next available session. So I'll, I should be able to let you know next week how I get on with that if I manage to get there. But do let us know about your, your new things for spring. So just before we leave you this week, we thought we'd uh, set you a little bit of challenge um, for contributions for next week. We are hoping to pull together all the pieces we've had on triathlon, all the various components. We've got a nice bit on cycling from Mandy Moo to, to put in. We've got a bit from Sweetie on triathlon and why everybody should feel as though they're capable of giving it a go. Um, so we want to pull together all of those different pieces for next week. And I think I'll be doing a little bit more of a reflection on my British triathlon level one coaching course that I did uh, last weekend and uh the blog that i've written about that is is up so go and have a look at that if you and if you've got any questions about the course or anything that you want to know about the first two days i haven't done the third day yet but if there's anything you want to know about it give me a shout because one of the things that was making me nervous about doing it was all oh, they'll all be experienced you know ironman triathletes on this course and yeah some of them were but there were other people just like me they helped you wipe the cobwebs off your bike, didn't <laughs> they? They did. My, we had a bike mechanic on our course and he said, oh, I'll just show you how to do an M check. And uh, he said, I'll just grab one of the bikes. And my heart sank as he grabbed mine because it hasn't been serviced in years. And there were cobwebs. Plus, I'd put the front wheel on the wrong way round. Um, and I hadn't done the brake thing back up again. So, <laughs> And that people on the course were just gently picking the cobwebs off my bike as he went through the M check. So, yeah. But there we go. None of them made me feel awful. They were absolutely lovely about it. And um, that's one of the things I would say. If you're thinking about doing it, do it. But get booked on because they get booked up really quickly. I'm imagining them sort of like, like little <clears throat> triathlete crabs wandering along your bike just cleaning it for you. And it just, was a bit no, like... No, no, I'm going to eat your cobwebs now. <laughs> no one did that. Oh. Oh, I'm not impressed. Anyway, really, we've got to the hysterical point now. So it's time for us to finish... Please send your audio contributions uh, to podcast at fetcheveryone.com. Don't forget to subscribe. Do it. Do it now. And visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast with your comments, questions and suggestions. And we will see you next time.